other side of midnight with Frank Morano. This is The Other Side of Midnight. I'm Frank Morano. They call Las Vegas Sin City at times, but when I look at Las Vegas, I look at a city that is steeped in history, that is still uh, teeming with plenty of tomorrows. It has plenty of history, but it seems to have just an endless future. And as we see more and more places around the country, including in our area, being ready to offer legalized casinos gambling, a lot of folks are wondering what is the future of places like Atlantic City and places like Las Vegas. Now, I love Atlantic City, but the fact of the matter is, even I would acknowledge there's only one Las Vegas. And as far as I'm concerned, Las Vegas's ambassador to the world is not only one of the most famous criminal defense attorneys in history, he's been called uh, by people brighter than me, one of the best mob lawyers of all time, but he's the former mayor of Las Vegas, the current first man, and that's the one and only Oscar Goodman. Oscar, it's great to talk with you again. How have you been? I've been terrific, Frank. I, uh, life is treating me real real good, and uh, the family's doing great. My wife is doing great as the mayor. She's uh, finishing up her uh, third and final term here, so it will be 20, 25 years. Uh, I can't even add anymore. A quarter of a century of Goodman's leading the city of Las Vegas. And every day, just a lot of fun and excitement. And uh, we're very, very fortunate that we live here. Well, it sounds like your son better get used to uh, get better get ready for his turn to uh, continue the Goodman leadership mantle in Las Vegas. And uh, that's going to be interesting. Now, um, there's a number of questions I have for you. But when I was out in Las Vegas the last time, I, I guess it was March of 2021. I am used wow. to seeing you not impressed with anyone. You have met with presidents, kings, queens, gangsters, statesmen, and there's photos of all of them in your office. And basically they sit on a pile uh, underneath gambling chips. And yet when there was one fellow, a young, dynamic, handsome fellow with a foreign accent that walked into your office. And sure enough, when he walked into your office, you acted like the sea parted. I've never seen you give uh, this amount of respect and esteem to anybody. And then I found out this young man who looks uh, like he's questionably even old enough to gamble is actually Jonathan Jossel, the CEO of the Plaza Hotel and, uh, and Casino in in Las Vegas. We're going to say hello to Jonathan in a second. But tell me, Oscar, how did you hook up with uh, the Plaza? I know that's where your restaurant, Oscar's Beef, Booze, and Broads, is. It's a great place. I go there ready with a uh, Bombay Sapphire Martini loaded with a jalapeno pepper whenever I'm in Las Vegas. How did you hook up with the Plaza? Well, it was all by accident. I uh, was uh, finishing up my term as the mayor, and um, I was contacted by a friend of uh, Jonathan's, 
uh, who asked me whether or not I would go up and take a look at this restaurant space. And I said, no, I've already seen it. It looked like there were a couple of dead bodies that uh, uh, should have been moved out of there about 15 years ago. And I said, what do you want me to look at? They said, well, uh, they're ready to make you an offer. And I met Jonathan and uh, Jonathan talked a good game. But then uh, after I heard the talk, he walked the walk. And uh, I said, this guy can make this into uh, the best restaurant in in the entire city, if if not the United States, not only as far as the food, but also as far as the energy. And I said, I'd like to be associated with this. So uh, we basically sat down, got uh, the fairest deal, I, I think, uh, for both of us. And um, I've enjoyed every single moment of working at the restaurant, uh, being part of the, the Plaza family, and have nothing but respect for this fella. And you don't hear me say that about too many people, Frank. Uh, uh, th- that's for sure. Let me bring in uh, Jonathan. Jonathan, it's great to talk with you again. Thanks for joining me on the radio. Hey, Frank. Good to be with you. And thank you, Oscar, for your your kind endorsement. Not that I'm running hey. for mayor or anything uh, else, but appreciate the kind <laughs> words. Well, thank you. Uh, Jonathan, it's not unusual for someone to get along with Oscar uh, because he's had clients like Meyer Lansky, Nick Savella, Tony the Ant Spilatro, Frank Rosenthal, the basis of the Robert De Niro character in Casino. It is unusual to see him show this amount of respect and, quite frankly, admiration for anybody else in Las Vegas because it's a city that I've always kind of viewed as Oscar's town. Uh, tell me, before we talk about your role and how you came to lead the the plaza, how's Las Vegas doing overall? How has the city recovered from the pandemic? Is it back to normal? Is it better than ever? Does it still have a ways to go? What's the story with Las Vegas as a city right now? Yeah, I'll tell you that in a second. And just on Oscar, it's very simple. He, he told me day one, you have to be a man of your word. You have to do what you say you're going to do and you have to follow through. And as long as you do that, we'll never have a problem. And uh, Oscar's been a man of his word from day one, and it's been a great partnership and something we've enjoyed building this restaurant together. And uh, it's it's exactly because from day one, he's done exactly what he said he was going to do, which makes it much easier. Um, in, in, In terms of Las Vegas, Las Vegas is doing great. It's doing great. I think it's well documented. If you listen to the conference calls of the public companies in terms of the record numbers that uh, Vegas hotel casinos are experiencing, room rates are the highest they've ever been, uh, spend per customer are the highest they've ever been. And then on top of the, you know, some of that, a lot of that was driven out of the pandemic and pent up demand and uh, people having a lot more savings than historically. But I think downtown, something more special than that's happening. And it's the, it's the, you know, it's the project Oscar started 20-something years ago, and it's now really coming to fruition, which is the idea that downtown is where people want to be. It's getting cleaned up. It's getting reinvested in. Properties are much better. And when you bring in old Vegas history and you put it in a nice, comfortable environment, you have a perfect uh, recipe for success. And that's why I think downtown was always already starting to do better before the pandemic, and the pandemic's just accentuated that and now we're obviously uh doing better than we've ever done oscar obviously you have a unique perspective as the former mayor the current first man and uh, as somebody that's the the face and the the heart and soul of oscar's beef booze and broads Uh, i know you were very very critical of some of the things that the governor was doing during the pandemic that limited uh, las vegas getting back up and running full time how is las vegas doing from your perspective 
I think it's doing great. And the governor, I don't want to say bad things about somebody, uh, but uh, he stunk. Uh, he, um, <laughs> uh, he made some terrible mistakes by uh, shutting down the town for all intents and purposes and shutting down the schools when he didn't have to do that. He didn't want to talk to anybody about it. That was the way he made it up. But we overcame him. And uh, it, it proves that uh, we were right and he was wrong. And uh, the, the, uh, everything is back. It's back stronger than it was. Uh, I, I think that um, uh, as far as the schools are concerned, we have a lot more work to do. But as far as business is concerned, it's better than ever. The airport's doing better than ever. Uh, the uh, uh, the traffic uh, is, uh, uh, I'm talking about the foot traffic, is better than ever. Uh, so nothing's going to stop us here because we're inventive. We're not afraid to do anything. We have the courage to put our money where our mouth is. And every time you turn around, Frank, there's something new going up. We're going to have a, believe it or not, a carousel at the front wow. of the plaza. It's going to be unique. People are going to come all over we have a sign welcoming people to downtown Las Vegas with two giant showgirls, beautiful uh, showgirls, uh, welcoming uh, them to our community. We're not scared to do anything. And uh, it's just good fun. It's safe. And um, there's nothing to, nothing's going to stop us. And, Absolutely. And Frank, uh, Oscar mentioned that we've, um, we're back. You know, conventions are really starting to return in full, en masse, in, in full size and scale. But this is a very significant week because it was three years ago to this week that we got shut down by the governor as a mm. business. And it's actually three years later, the biggest convention in the history of Las Vegas, the Con Expo, is here this week. And it's in full swing and it's going to be a huge week for Las Vegas. That's terrific. If people are just tuning in, uh, we're talking about a city that uh, you may not have been to in a while, or maybe you go there all the time, Las Vegas. Uh, we're talking with former mayor of Las Vegas, Oscar Goodman, and Jonathan Jossel, the CEO of the Plaza Hotel and Casino in Las Vegas. Jonathan, I think uh, listeners can uh, hear in your accent that you don't necessarily have a New York accent like I do, or even a Philadelphia accent like Oscar does. Uh, where are you from, and how did you uh, become the uh, head of the Plaza Casino and Hotel at such a young age. Yeah, thanks, Frank. Yeah, it's a long, it's a long uh, answer to that, so I'll try to keep it short. But I'm, I'm born in South Africa. I grew up in London. And uh, at university, I was uh, very, very interested in the gaming industry of the UK. And I was doing a thesis about the proliferation of casinos in the UK and what would happen if Las Vegas-style casinos opened up uh, all across Britain. And uh, during that process, I met a gentleman through some family friends who had just invested in downtown Las Vegas, and he offered me work experience. His name was Poyu Zabladovich, and I ended up working for him in the UK after when I, got, when I finished college for two years. And one day he said, you know, downtown Las Vegas is starting to change. You should go take a look at it. You're the only person who isn't married. I was 23 years old. Um, and so I came out here as a 23-year-old, even though I'd been out here two years earlier and wasn't that excited about the project and i was genuinely taken by how downtown was starting to improve and that was that was 2007 there was a there was a couple of bars there were some high rises all the things oscar had been you know promising were going to happen in downtown had started to got some get some traction and i came out here in 07 but unfortunately the world economy crashed a few days later after i moved mm. here and uh you know being interested in the gaming industry and having the opportunity to work on the real estate side of these hotel casinos, I threw myself into the business. I tried to learn every aspect of it for the next 
four to five years. We did a remodel. We had some other properties that we uh, tried different things with. And, you know, I learned about the business. I worked with the team members that had been here. There were team members working here that had been at the plaza longer than I had been alive at the time. And so it gave me great insight to the history. And uh, through that process, I learned the business. And one day I called the gentleman in, in, in England and I said, you know, I'm, I'd like to get the gaming license. I think I could make a difference here. And he said, but you're only 28 years old. No. I said, I know, but I've been here five years. I've learned this business and I'm committed to turning these properties around and making them great. And uh, he backed me. He let me get the gaming license. And I did that at age, I got approved at age 29, making me the youngest licensee in the state of Nevada. And uh, haven't looked back since then. It's been a great process and enjoyed turning these, you know, a 50-year-old casino into something that is relevant and modern and uh, on the tip of people's tongues when they come to downtown Las Vegas. Now, when I first visited the plaza, what drew me there was uh, Oscar's Restaurant. Uh, but what made me enjoy staying and playing there was the v- very unique craps offerings. There's uh, some craps bets that they offer at the plaza that they don't necessarily offer at other casinos. And I'm a, a craps player. But my wife, then at the time girlfriend, took a photo of me in front of the plaza. And she posted it on social media. And she and a bunch of other people all said the same thing. I feel like I've seen this hotel before. Where have I seen it, even though that I've never been here? Sure enough, it looks exactly like the hotel that uh, Biff uses when he is a casino mogul, this Trump-like figure in the alternate reality version in in, uh, Back to the Future Part 2. Is the Plaza, uh, Jonathan, in fact the casino hotel from Back to the Future Part 2? You're spot on. The plaza is also known as Biff's Pleasure Paradise. And uh, Biff's is something that all Back to the Future fans very much associated with us. But we've been in James Bond movies. We've been in some of the most famous music videos. We've been in Hangover movie. We've been in Get Him to the Greek. So the plaza's been very, very well featured in uh, many movies and music videos. But Biff's Casino is the, the, is the exterior of the plaza, yes. Now, uh, Oscar, let me ask you. It was also featured in the casino. Ah. Right. The the steakhouse was featured in the casino. Yep. Uh, Let me ask you, if I can, Oscar, to speak to something that Jonathan sort of started the conversation with. A lot of people outside of Las Vegas, a lot of people in the New York area, the Baltimore area, particularly people that haven't been to Las Vegas in a while, they think of Las Vegas and they think of the glitz and the glamour of the Vegas Strip, Uh, places like Harrah's, places like Caesars Palace, MGM Grand, places uh, along those lines. Jonathan made a specific point of mentioning the plaza. There's some other great spots over um, in downtown Las Vegas. There's Fremont Street. There's the Great Mob Museum. I'm wondering if you can speak to the allure of downtown Las Vegas and if some tourists make the mistake of not getting over to downtown Las Vegas. Well, they really should uh, make that their first stop, downtown Las Vegas, because as you point out, uh, there's something unique about it. They have the Fremont Street experience with the canopy. It's the largest, I think, TV-type screen in the history of the world. They have the Mob Museum, which has the history of the law enforcement efforts to eradicate mobsters and the mobsters' uh, history to try to avoid being avoided. And uh, 
the, the I think the difference between the strip and downtown myself is you can have a great time walking in the downtown area, going from place to place to place to place. And when you're on the strip, you go to one place and you stay there be, or else you get into a vehicle. It's just not walkable the way the downtown is. And you feel like you're part of uh, the, the old Las Vegas when you're downtown, mm. uh, the excitement of uh, history, whereas the strip is, uh, is sleek, uh, but uh, there's something warm and friendly and generous about the downtown that you just don't feel out on the strip. Now, I'm not knocking the strip. That's one kind of vacation. You can go out there and sit around one of their pools, but when you come downtown, uh, you, you can go from, from hotel to hotel, uh, from casino to casino, restaurant to restaurant, and everybody's friendly and they know your name, and it's just the place to be. That's That's my opinion. And uh, I would say, not that I've spent terribly much time in Las Vegas, but in my experience, the restaurants in downtown Las Vegas, whether you're talking about some classic pizza shops or whether you're talking places like uh, Piero's Italian or the Golden Steer for steak or uh, just even the, I think it's the Cosmopolitan, that diner style place. I think the best restaurants in Las Vegas are all to be found. Uh, downtown, but uh, I'm sure people from the Strip would would, would have uh, varying views. Talking with Jonathan Jossel, CEO of the Plaza Hotel and Casino in Las Vegas, and Oscar Goodman, the former mayor of Las Vegas. Uh, for both of you, whoever wants to answer this, I alluded to the fact that more and more municipalities are moving forward with legalized casino gambling. We have a lot of listeners in Pennsylvania. There's legal casinos there, uh, not just in Bethlehem, but in Philadelphia as well. In Baltimore, we're airing on WCBM. There's legal casinos there. There's plans in place to bring up to three Las Vegas-style casinos to downtown New York State, possibly even New York City. Are you guys at all worried that the uptick in places to gamble will lead to less people coming to Las Vegas in general and to this plaza specifically? Uh, I'd like to take a shot at that one. I'll never forget... uh being asked by uh, Arlen Specter, who was uh, a senator from uh, Pennsylvania and a, a friend of mine, and I worked uh, for him as his clerk when I was going to Penn Law School, invited me back to Atlantic City. And I said, Arlen, uh, this is going to kill Las Vegas because I had moved out here and uh, I, I was concerned about it. He said, no, Oscar, think of it this way. Uh, Las Vegas is the major league. Uh, that's where people come to when they want to see a major league experience. And uh, the, the rest of the places are just minor uh, league places that are, are getting them ready to go, come up to the majors. And he was right on the button there. No question about it. And, and just to add to that, I agree with Oscar and more, more in that this isn't new. This has been happening for the last two decades that other mm. states have been legalizing gaming in different, different capacities. And Las Vegas has always found a way to uh, – you know, keep itself mainstream and popular, whether it's conventions, now it's sports teams, whether it's nightclubs and restaurants and retail. There's so much more to do than just gamble that I don't think uh, it's even a, a possibility that those places take from Las Vegas. People want to come to Las Vegas for fun, for other conventions, for business, and they're going to gamble at the same time uh, when they're here. So so I agree with Oscar. There's no, there's no bearing on those other states. 
Uh, we've been talking with Jonathan Jossel and Oscar Goodman uh, there with, uh, well, uh, Jonathan's the CEO of Plaza Hotel and Casino. You can learn more about their casino and their hotel and even book a room there at plazahotelcasino.com. That's plazahotelcasino.com. If you do make a trip to Las Vegas and you do go to visit the plaza, take a trip to Oscar's restaurant, Oscar's Beef, Booze, and Broads. And Oscar tells me if you mention you heard him in this particular interview, he'll give you a ticket for a free martini but uh he better see you buy a second because he's not buying two martinis that's for sure (laughs) (laughs) yeah we don't give anything away frank i mean that's the first one is the the come on after that they have to buy nine more uh tickets uh, of uh, the bombay sapphire and the jalapeno and uh, i'll buy the last one uh the the main thing is uh, everybody's accessible here uh you go uh, other places and uh, a lot of people feel they're big shots, and you're trying to get to say hello to them. They're not interested. You come downtown, you go to the plaza, you ask for Jonathan Jossel. Uh, if I'm down there or over at the Mob Museum, uh, yeah, is Oscar there? And uh, you shake their hands, have their pictures taken, uh, autographs of books, that kind of thing. You don't find the same thing anyplace else like that. It's as though uh, the business communities elsewhere sort of hide from potential customers. Right. Here we embrace them. And um, Oscar, I'm down here every day, Frank, and we also do a very cool thing. If you're interested in in the history of Las Vegas and Oscar's stories, we do a very cool thing called the Oscar's Dinner Series, where uh, Oscar tells short stories about some of his previous uh, cases, clients and various different uh, people. And so we do that probably every two to three months. It's called the Oscar's Dinner Series. And we played them on our podcast called On the Corner of Main Street, so you can stay up to date with all the great things happening at us at the plaza. Uh, that, that's terrific. Next time I'm out there, I'd love to do our show from there, uh, from there one of these days. That would be a lot of fun. Oscar, we're now airing on the uh, Nevada Talk Radio Network. Very, very pleased to be airing on the Nevada Talk Radio Network, but I'm hoping you can help me out because a lot of folks look at all the stations that are part of the Nevada Talk Radio Network, and there's one station in a municipality that's spelled E-L-Y, and there's a big debate among people that don't live there about how that community is pronounced. How do you pronounce the name of that town? What, uh, Ely? Ely, not Eli. Eli is Ely. No, never, no. Never. Uh, there was a great football player by the name of Marion Motley. Both of you gentlemen are too young to remember him. He played for the Cleveland Browns. And in order to get the football scholarship and the, the, they get the football scholarship to get into the University of Nevada at Reno, you had to be a resident. And they asked him, "What city you're from?" And he looked up and he says, "Eli." Uh, no, it's Ely. Uh, uh, Jonathan, you know, we talked a little bit about the allure of the plaza. Oscar mentioned the fact that uh, that a carousel is coming there. We we talked about Oscar's beef, booze and broads. I mentioned some of the unique crap style bets that uh, that the plaza offers. What else, if anything, does the plaza have to offer that's unique to diners, to gamblers, to visitors that they, they should make it a destination when they visit Las Vegas? Yeah, we um, we actually offer the only bingo game in downtown Las Vegas. The only bingo game on the Strip is here at the Plaza, so we're very very popular in bingo. We have the Sand Dollar Bar that just opened uh, about eight months ago, which is a great classic Vegas institution of a bar with live music every single night and craft cocktails. 
that's a very big draw for us. And then in the front, we're building a new carousel bar. We're building a new terrace for Oscar's Steakhouse with outdoor dining. Um, it's the first of its kind for fine dining in downtown. We're opening Pink Box Donuts in the front of the hotel. And then the anchor piece uh, is the carousel bar and uh, a smoke-free casino, which is going to be the first of its kind in downtown Las Vegas. Um, and then we, we, what I really want to be known for, Frank, is uh, I want to be known for giving people a good time and taking care of them. And our team is dedicated to providing the best service downtown, getting to know our customers, getting to know their families, because that's what it's all about. Everyone has the same slot machines and the same uh, offerings largely. It's about giving people a good time and making them feel like this is their home. And so we're, we're very much committed to that. We do uh, also have the only rodeo arena in downtown Las Vegas. Oh. So we host a lot of rodeos as well. I, I, I hear a lot of people already tugging at both of you guys, and uh, I appreciate you both being so generous with the time. I have one final question for each of you. Jonathan, you, you alluded to the fact that you want to get to know customers and service customers. A lot of folks think of Las Vegas casinos, and they think of casinos that are owned by large multinational corporations, companies like uh, Hard Rock, Wynn, MGM, uh, Caesars, whatever the case may be. Uh, they're almost owned by a faceless entity. It's difficult to find the guy that's running the casino. You find someone that works for a giant multinational corporation. The Plaza, as successful as it is and all the great things that it has to offer, it really is sort of like a, a small business. I'm wondering if you could speak to how that experience, having sort of a, a, a small business run casino, is a little bit different for the gambler, the diner, the visitor than a, a casino that uh, is a large multinational corporate chain. Yeah, it's it's absolutely our number one competitive advantage in that we are, myself, my general manager, the you know, vice presidents of different departments are in the building every day, down on the casino floor, and not just, you know, hiding behind uh, different team members. We're talking to our guests. We're helping them with any issue they might be having by getting to know them, having a drink with them, having a coffee with them, uh, watching a sports game with them. It's all about that relationship. It's the absolute competitive advantage that we have. And, of course, you know, we can react quickly to ideas. So if somebody has an idea and they bring it to me, I can decide to do it right here and right now. And we do things in a much quicker, uh, efficient way, which I think customers appreciate too. We take care of their issues quicker and we also can come up with new ideas and try new things that maybe other bigger national companies are a little either slower on or reluctant to do. We can try new things and be much more nimble. And, and, and that's not just our competitive advantage with our customers, but also with our team members because they want to feel like they can make a difference, and down here they can truly make a difference. Oscar Goodman, my last question for you is sort of twofold. One is uh, last weekend I saw the Elvis movie. I liked it very much, and part of the reason I liked it is there are some uh, great old shots of Las Vegas in the 70s, but also some great shots of Las Vegas in the 1990s, two very different eras in Las Vegas history. But the Elvis movie does deal a little bit with some of the mob influence in Las Vegas, particularly at the International Hotel. I'm curious, did you see the Elvis movie? Uh, and as a longtime champion of Las Vegas, would you think of it? And two, what is the level of mob influence in Las Vegas these days? I have not seen the Elvis movie. I, I, I knew Elvis Presley. 
Uh, I represented the doctor who was uh, treating him. He was one of my clients, and uh, he was as uh, nice a guy you'd ever want to meet when you sat in the waiting room there. Uh, he was uh, pleasant. He was friendly. I hope, I hope the movie portrayed him that way because that's oh, a real Oh, absolutely element. not. Absolutely not. Well, then uh, they was... did him a disservice because he was a very friendly, outgoing type guy. And as far as the mob is concerned, uh, there's no mob here. When I decided I was going to run for mayor, they all left. They said, who's going to represent us now? <laughs> um, by the way, do, you mentioned knowing uh, Dr. Nick and Elvis Presley. Did you know Colonel Parker as well? I did not know Colonel Parker. No, no. I, yeah. And uh, the way I, I knew Elvis was just a friendly guy. That's why I'm surprised that you're telling me they did not treat him kindly because. Oh, no, they didn't, didn't treat the doctor anybody. in the film. Dr. Nick uh, was not treated kindly in the film. By the way, Frank, I think there was a more important thing to take away from that movie, and that is, because I did see the movie, Las Vegas needs that style of entertainment back desperately. And is that not there presently? I know Britney Spears, uh, who's one of the biggest stars in the world, was was doing a residency in Las Vegas for a while. Is, is there no Elvis caliber? Look, I don't know that anybody's an Elvis caliber performer, but is there no um, there's no one on the level of international stardom uh, like Elvis is doing a residency in Vegas? So, no, these let, days? let me be more specific. There's absolutely people on that level of stardom in terms of. Uh, Adele, The Weeknd, all these headliners that are in Las Vegas today are huge stars. What I think is lacking from Las Vegas is the way they consume the show is so different. When you look at the Elvis show, there's maybe 500, 600 people in a theater. They're sitting in booths with, you know, alcohol and drinks. And it's a, mm. it's a much more interactive experience. They can get up and talk and dance. Now they're sitting in these giant showrooms with four or 5,000 seats. And they're sitting in these small chairs and filming the show. It doesn't have the same fun and pizzazz that Elvis brought to the room. Interesting. Uh, interesting. Gentlemen, uh, you've both been so generous with your time. Thank you so much. I hope we can chat again. The next time I'm in Las Vegas, I'm hoping to stay at the Plaza. and I'll, I'll hope to see both of you. Uh, Oscar, when I see you, I have a bottle of Bombay Sapphire with your name on it. You can send it out, Frank. <laughs> I'll do just that. Thank Thanks you so for much, time, Frank. Thank you. Thank okay, you. take care, Frank. Good talking to you. If, Bye. Here. I appreciate it. Likewise. Bye. If you want to comment on any portion of my conversation with Oscar Goodman and Jonathan Jossel, you can give me a call at 1-800-848-9222. That's 800-848-9222. This is The Other Side of Midnight. Straight ahead. The Other Side of Midnight. Midnight. 